Listener discretion is advised. everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. So we are back from our, what, little vacation or Woo-hoo. what? Our hiatus, That's if right. you will. Yes. Our month off, where yeah. I just scampered around and did every... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good, Michelle. You scampered around? That's... Okay. <laughs> no scampering. What'd you do, Michelle, for the month? I don't even fucking know at this point. So, is now, what, our season two, I guess? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. Yeah. So, this season, we're doing something a little bit different. We will still have guests, but just periodically. Every now and again, rather than all the time. Because we really just hate all those motherfuckers, (laughs) and... It just seems like a giant hassle to have them over and then have to make them drinks yeah. and the whole thing. No, I don't mean any of that. They were a delight. They are. <laughs> All our guests have been super great. It's just been hard getting so many guests, I guess. All well, we're going to, we ran through all of our friends, which is <laughs> We're out of friends, yeah. We're much. out of friends now, so yeah. sorry about it. I had three. Yeah. No, I had, well, if you include Joel, my husband... Sure. Then, as a friend, then yeah, yeah, I had four. Yeah, okay. Did I have four? Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. But anyways, you did We're have back. four. Yeah. <laughs> but we are back, so that's very exciting. And so it's just me and Michelle this time. We got a lot of kick-ass stories to tell. We sure I do, do know that much. Yes. So it is February 3rd, so this is kind of our kickback into also Valentine's Day episode. Indeed. So we whipped up some love potions yes which turns out to be incredibly delicious really easy to make and super drinkable yeah as we've discovered Mm -hmm. and as you'll discover as we slur the majority (laughs) of our words that's right so it's easy enough to make um it's a cup of grapefruit juice a third of a cup of vodka and a third of a cup of peach schnapps and it makes a super really pretty drink we added a little bit of grenadine to make it a little pinker yeah um, but indeed, are you feeling a little lovey? Mm-hmm. Caitlin? Yeah, I thought this was called Heartbreakers. I don't know why. <laughs> but it's a love potion, and it's very tasty. I it like is. it a lot. It's delightful. We've had about six of them, I think. <laughs> uh, well. We're going to keep with the three drink picture. My boyfriend, Nicholas, will enjoy the third drink when we don't have a guest. So you're welcome, Nicholas. All right, anything else? Do you guys do anything fun and exciting for Valentine's Day? Well, usually on Valentine's Day, we we get a heart-shaped pizza. That's about it. Yep, a mm-hmm. heart-shaped pizza. But this Valentine's Day, I'm in a play, and we are... Oh, are you actually, like, on stage that yeah. day? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because Valentine's Day is on a Friday. Oh, so. I did not know. I didn't yes. check the calendar, because I usually don't do jack shit for Valentine's right. Day. We don't usually either. Just heart-shaped pizza. But this, so no, not this year. Last year, we went out to a nice, fancy restaurant Ooh. and had a little double date, and Cute. it was fun. I had a big steak. Nice. Mm, delicious. Nothing this year? I don't think. Nothing planned. All right. Maybe some love potions right. that I'll be drinking by myself, because Joel won't like them. Joel would like them. <laughs> you think? He, he likes the sweet, sweet stuff. He does. I don't know if he likes grapefruit. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, well, well yeah, now we know. know. We'll, we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. All right. Hmm. 
Well, All are right. you going to tell your story first? I am. Yes, I'm going to go first. So, hey, Michelle, did you know oh. that, that there are 7,000 rare diseases out there? No, I didn't know. 7,000. I know that fucking coronavirus is yeah. on its way to destroy the world. Are you afraid about it? Well, based on our plane of pandemic, yes, I am afraid of it. <laughs> because That's we a fun lose game. every single time we, we play. Do lose, yeah. We won one time. We've won once, maybe twice. Well, we won once on like regular level, right. but I think we've only ever won once on the hard, hard level. Yeah. And that's for not for lack of trying. Yeah. Because we have played that game a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. I make you guys play it, I think, every time you come over. That's true. That will continue. All FYI. Right. I love that fucking game. I do too. But, um. So is this going to be a story about some god awful disease? Maybe. Oh, we'll enticing. All right. So Maybe enticing is not the word we want. You know. Intriguing. Yeah. All right. This uh, story is about Steve Burks. Steve Burks. So it is March 2014 mm. in Kennett, Pennsylvania. Okay. And him and his wife bought an Amazon green parrot, which oh. they named Ricky. Of course he named yeah. it Ricky. What else would Ricky, you name yeah. it? Yeah. Super cute. So the first few days that they had Ricky... Um, he actually bit Steve a few times on the arm. Oh my god, it sounds like my new fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my life all yeah, over again. Much. I feel for you, Steve. On March 2nd, around 10 p.m., Steve started to get a fever. <gasps> Did that motherfucking bird <laughs> give him a goddamn disease? Okay. Is that, oh, I'm sorry, I'm probably skipping ahead. So thinking there was a correlation between the bite and the fever... Steve's wife's called the nurse, and they were like, you should just go to the hospital just in case, you know. Just in case you have some weird disease from some other country. Uh, They went to Jennersville Hospital, where they put, actually, a respirator and IV with antibiotics to try to stabilize him um, for a few days. Oh, crap. So he's really sick. Yeah. He's not getting better with just a little shot of antibiotics and moving on. The doctors could only get 70% of his lungs to work. Oh. So it's not terrible, but not, not very great good. either. So then all of a sudden, his blood pressure dropped and his lungs were not working oh. despite having the respirator. The, okay. The yeah. respirator? Yeah. So he's laying in the hospital. He's getting antibiotic after antibiotic yep. after antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And then. His lungs start to fail. Yeah, we just said pretty much. Yep. So since uh, his blood pressure dropped and his lungs were not working, they had to fly him to Jefferson Hospital in Philadelphia. Oh, so we're hitting the big leagues. So. Yeah. His condition was so severe that they didn't think he would survive the flight. Oh my god. Um, there, but he did. But uh, his lungs had almost. Uh, lost all function. Oh my goodness. So they're just completely shutting down yeah. at this mm-hmm. point. Mm. That's the, scary. Yeah. The doctors were so confused because the illness mimicked other diseases, but all the tests came back negative. You know what I can see? What? I can see this being an episode of House. <laughs> yes, where I totally, he's yeah. just like, what it's do you mean he's got a parrot? And... <laughs> <laughs> I need to use, I need to borrow your British yeah. accent. How can oh, we say that again? <laughs> No. <laughs> he didn't have a he didn't have an English accent. In house. Oh, I guess he did. No, he, he, was, he is English, but <laughs> uh, he 
me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Did I mention these love potions are delicious? Yeah. And apparently stronger, maybe, maybe. than I thought. I got more drinking to do tonight. So It's someone's 21st birthday. Woo-hoo. Have fun, Michelle. I'm too um, old for this fucking shit. You know I'm twice over 21. That means I'm double. I'm double 21. Fucking 42. <laughs> okay. Oh. Now we know Michelle's age. Um, well, I think I've alluded to it eight million times. I was born in 1977. It's true. <laughs> Some fucking hacker is probably like, ooh, personal details. What's your mom's maiden name? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was your first car? Right. What road your did you grow name? up on? <laughs> yeah, right. right. Good try, <laughs> hackers. Anywho, so since they did not know what Steve had, they isolated him in the same wing as two individuals that had the H1N1 swine flu oh, uh, virus. Yes, I recall this was swine quite flu. the thing. Yeah. So they took x-rays when he first got to the first hospital. So we're back in... Pennsylvania, and they were black and completely clear. So they were clear. His lungs okay. were clear. But when they got him to the second hospital, his lungs turned completely white. What does that mean? I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> where is Ashley, our <laughs> nurse? She can explain the whole thing to us. He's I'm stayed... assuming that just means it's completely congested Probably. and blocked. Well, he has stated, he says... They immediately took an x-ray in bed. My lungs were so white and had two black spots about the size of a quarter on each lung. And that's the capacity that they were. <gasps> so he only had quarter size, like, working, I guess. Oh, my God. I'm already having a hard time breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> <that's how> <laughs> okay. Steve. Steve. <laughs> the whole rest of the time. Do you ever have that where you have a hard time breathing? I have asthma, you... so yes. It's a common... Yeah, I fucking know what hard time breathing yeah. is. No, like breathe. if you watch someone who's underwater on TV or something, do you ever struggle to breathe? No. Okay. <laughs> um, Steve was continually going downhill. Like he was declining. He's all over the place, just yeah. not doing well. And the doctors had to contact the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention about this because they didn't know if it was a disease that's new or mm. that could be spreading. So the doctors told Steve's wife that um, they will continue to do tests on him, but they want to do something they haven't tried before. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Some experimental medicine. Yeah. That's always enticing. I don't know why I keep saying enticing. That's not that's enticing. It's not enticing. Oh, okay. Intriguing. Okay. That's what I want to say. Oh, God. So, a team of 12 doctors were on Steve's case. Shit. It is house. Yeah. They decided to put him on a ECMO, which is a... Extra corporal membrane oxygenation. Thank you. I can't say no, that No, that's good. No, it's good. So, what this does... Is it takes blood out of his body, cleans it, and then returns it back into his body. Okay. Do they add any oxygen no. at that point? No, I don't think so. Well, I'm just thinking with the oxygenation. Right. I can say I that can word. Say it. Yeah. So this type of treatment is usually done with patients that have heart problems. Mm. So this is kind of new because his lungs are infected, not his heart. So Interesting. They wanted him to do this treatment at the same time as having the respirator. 
and also being on a special bed that would cradle him for three hours, then a brief rest, then flip his body and cradle him again. No, that's actually super important. My nephew has a bed like this. Oh, does home. he? Yeah. Oh. Where um, certain parts inflate uh-huh. and then deflate so mm. he can sort of stay moving all the time. Interesting. It's to help prevent a lot of bed sores and, so, and keep oh. your blood from, hopefully from clotting is my understanding. Okay. It just sort of keeps him moving all the time. I did not know that. Okay. So. Interesting. So the doctor told Steve's wife, which she's a lawyer, so I'd be careful. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> My God, um, half the shit I would say I'd be sued for. <laughs> so, um, the doctors told Steve's wife that his organs were, if his organs were not at 100% during this treatment, he would not have a chance of survival. Oh, my God. His wife told them that they need to do whatever they can to try to save him. I feel like that's a good move. At that point, the doctors gave him 50% chance of survival shit well honestly that's kind of better than i would have thought yeah i would have thought it'd been you know he's got 10 percent, right maybe yeah and... well it's 50 50 i mean because they don't know what disease it is that's it's true crazy so they put uh steve on the uh ecmo okay the one that we that thing yeah, we said yeah. earlier and they said that could last up to weeks and then months of rehab they were concerned that if he did go through all of this, that it could send him into a year or two of depression. What? Yeah. Why it's is so that? Hard on your body? Hard on your body, yeah. Oh, And so long that it could onset, yeah. you know, depression. So That's kind of a bummer. All the doctors uh, knew was whatever virus started this, it turned into pneumonia, and then it turned, uh, it turned into... Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome, ARDS. So I'm assuming at that point you're fucking dying. Right, when exactly. When you got ARDS, things are not looking up for you. Well, there have been 15 documented cases worldwide as of 2014 from this disease, from so this disease to pneumonia to ARDS, and from these 15 cases, 90% of patients died. <gasps> So oh my god, chances... I'm amazed. All right, they're just plummeting. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So Steve put on the ECMO, and just seven days later, he was off the machine. What? So they cleaned his blood essentially. Pretty much. And he put it was back like, in. Well, I'm ready to rock and roll. March 18th. I could go for a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. March 18th, he was medically released. Oh, shit. So he's, like, recovering way quick now. Do- yeah. Doctors was expecting to have him be there for weeks with a with an ECMO and then months of rehab. And they thought that he would have to walk with a walker, you know, because he hasn't been walking for, you know. Yeah, quite it would a be while months, now. Yeah. But Steve only needed an hour of physical therapy. <laughs> he's like, fuck yeah. all y'all. Yeah. I'm going to get better on my own. Exactly. So before he had to be cleared of leaving the hospital. So they sent him home with just blood thinners. Um, All he had was two scars on his neck from the ECMO and a tracheotomy. Do you think that looks like a vampire bite? I don't know. I bet it does a little bit. Let's say so. That's what I would fucking tell everyone. Right. (laughs) I was bit by a vampire. Okay. Yeah. A little (laughs) twilight action. I like it. Excellent. Um, Yes. So... Doctors were amazed by this quick turnaround. Yeah. They were not expecting this at all. 
And they actually used this method to use on the two people with swine flu on the same wing. Really? And those people recovered and got to go home. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, right? Can we, like, coronavirus doctors, <laughs> <Yeah>. listen up. <laughs> We've discovered yeah. the fucking... The cure. The we... cure for it is just as ECMO, which yeah. we can't even say, but it doesn't matter. Right. So he went to the hospital March 2nd and got out by March 18th. Shit, okay. And they thought it was going to be months. Months of... and months and months. Uh-huh. Fucking nailed it, man. Good right? job. So Steve felt good that he was able to help those other two um, with the swine flu. And he said that he's glad that he, like, his case could benefit others. Do you I think guess. he rolled around the hospital, like, <laughs> Olympic style with his hands just above like, his head? Oh. And just, like, you know, maybe taking some tape or something yeah. from the nurse's station and just, maybe. like, breaking through. and I would hope so. Triumphant! <laughs> yeah. So, um, because when you leave the hospital, they take you in a wheelchair, no matter what. Yeah, I've heard that. So he walks up and then, anyway. Fucking nailed it. Screw all y'all and parrot. Did they get rid of the parrot? No. So still not knowing what caused the illness, Steve didn't let that change his lifestyle. He's like, I'm going to get bit by that parrot again (laughs) and it's not even going to be a thing. Well, he states, this is what he says. Things happen for a reason, and each step took a reason. It started with Ricky. I'm not a truly religious person, but there was a higher power that was looking over me then. Steve is thankful for Ricky because if Ricky didn't bite him, then he probably wouldn't have gone to the hospital in the first place. Probably. Yeah. So the doctor said that if he didn't come to the ER, he would have lasted eight hours, and he would have died. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mm. So... Steve threw a surprise 50th birthday party for his wife and also a thank you to all the doctors that saved his life and all the doctors that helped him attended the party. Oh, that's fun. It is fun. So he survived and this, they still don't know what disease he had. He, they don't know. They still like, even to this day, they don't know. No. Oh my God. They don't know. Which is crazy. Which is scary because you don't know what's wrong with you. I'm going to say that my big takeaway from this story uh-huh. is that Joel better throw me a fucking 50th birthday party. It's soon. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt my feelings. Oh. <laughs> okay. We're back. We have to take a little break. Michelle got a little upset. <laughs> Over the fucking 50 year old comment. You're goddamn right. Um, and then we talked about how your 30s are great, but your 40s are better. And according to her parents, your 50s yeah. are even better than that. So it's only up from here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll fucking kill you. You're in okay. your fucking 20s. <gasps> Not for long. Mm. You still have a couple years. I don't want to I have oh. one year left. No one's having it. Okay. No one's buying what you're selling. Mm. All right. Continue, Michelle. Yeah, I'm going to... Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to my story now. I'm excited for it. Because it's right. a Valentine's Day themed, right? It is. This is a little <gasps> oh. bit of a perhaps star-crossed lover scenario. Ooh. Like Romeo and Juliet? Kind of. Okay. Maybe without the The murder-suicide? Without the murder-suicide, okay. yes. Or and the, the clashing suicide. families. But we did have clashing countries. Ooh. As it was World War II. <gasps> oh, we're taking it back. We are taking it back. Okay, so this story is about Norwood Thomas. His name is Norwood? 
Yeah, so Norwood is his first name. Thomas is his last That's day. That's an interesting name. first name. So we are in the spring of 1944. Okay. So uh, Norwood is stationed in Berkshire, England. Okay. And so he's uh, U.S. Actually, I don't know what. I'm assuming he's in the Army. Right. But it actually never said. He's a daredevil paratrooper Ooh. in the 101st Airborne Division. Sounds so, good. which is probably very famous and all kinds of good Sounds stuff. Sounds important. So he used to, on the weekends, used to take a train into London. Okay. To meet the ladies. Really? Yes. Okay. He was quite the ladies' man. So as his little, said. where he was living, not much lady action. So he had to go take a train. Yeah, he okay. had to take a train sixty miles oh to go gosh. get some lady action, all right. if you will. So. Him and a friend were walking across the Richmond Bridge, which is in London, when he spotted Joyce Durant. Ooh, okay. And so Joyce and her friend were in the middle of renting a little boat, and he suggested that she take him for a ride. <laughs> so obviously, love at first sight. Right. Wait, they just left the friend? Yeah, or- apparently. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think okay. they all kind of hung out. They didn't okay. really discuss what happened that day. Other than him and Joyce okay. hit it off. So how he described it is she had a smile that melted my heart. Aww. After I met Joyce and got to know her, just to be with her is what I wanted. We had a beautiful time. Okay. So Very sweet. They kind of got to know each other. And then throughout World War II and the t- when he was in combat, they proceeded to write letters to each other back oh, and forth, sort okay. of, through this whole thing. So June came and Norwood got the call that his unit, again, the 100, 101st Airborne Division, were shipping out to Normandy. Which okay. Normandy is, of course, famous for D-Day. I see. So yes. D-Day had arrived so he um on june 6th with joyce's picture in his pocket he jumped into the pitch black night people ask him if he was scared and he says no he had only felt anticipation that he was too young to feel any kind of real fear so when he jumped from an airplane yeah oh yeah so he he parachuted down Uh onto the beach and that was like the big invasion that sort of Turned the war mm-hmm. towards the United States' favor. I see. If I recall my history correctly. Well, we shall see. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I know a lot about the Japanese and the Chinese during mm-hmm. World War II. Mm-hmm. Less about what, of course, us Americans were doing. I see. So, that feels great. Um, he was told that he would be in France for three days, and he ended up being in France for six weeks. Oh, shit. So he fought across many of the European countries with his unit. And so they went in and proceeded to fight. And then he was actually assigned to other sort of D-Day-like events, I guess, if you will. So he also, uh, not only did he jump on D-Day, but he was a part of Operation Market Garden, where he hang glided into Holland. Oh, shit. And I guess they had learned a lot at this point from uh-huh. D-Day because when they all landed, they were all spread apart and didn't have a lot of really good communication. And so they learned a lot from that and then had much better, you know, synchronization and 
communication during this next, you know, what was it? Operation Market Garden. So they knew okay. a lot more. This was a day invasion instead of a night invasion. And he said it was so gorgeous and quiet that you wouldn't even know that a war was going on. Really? Okay. Interesting. So, Evan... During this operation, everything went as planned, so that was fantastic. But later, one day in mid-December, the Jeep um, Norwood was riding in got hit by artillery. And so the Jeep turned over, turned over, and he ended up getting injured during that particular... Sounds sounds (laughs) crazy. That's not good. No. And... So he ended up hurting his back, and he was in the hospital for a little while. Oh, okay. But actually, it didn't take very long for him to recover. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So he was back out there? Back at it, like, okay. a week later oh, or something. He didn't have any broken bones or anything. He so, just needed a rest. Yeah, he okay. just needed to probably a little chill out. Right. And he's just like, I'm going to hang out hang here out, for a yeah. minute. So he returned to his barracks just as the German army was giving Brigadier General Antony Uliff McUliff Olive McOliff I apologize McOliff because that's probably not how you say his name at all. I want to say it is true because I said it, but <laughs> probably not. Well said. So General McOliff, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> My God, they're like, bitch. That's not how you say his name at. All. We're trying our best. I know. Guys, please. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. Um, he was given an ultimatum by the German army that was oh. said, surrender or we're going to blow you fucking up like crazy. Okay. And his response, which was profound and exhilarating to his men, uh-huh. was nuts. Like nuts? Nuts. Yeah. He said nuts. That's it? Nuts. It says it right nuts. there. Nuts. Nuts. Okay. We're not fucking doing it. The Germans, in response, bombed the whole fucking place. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so Norwood had to retreat into a foxhole that he had essentially dug for himself. Wow. So he was, like, buried, and he said it was miserable. Just the cult was enough, let let alone what was happening all around them. Everything was miserable. So... Sounds like it. Yeah, so he not only had the Jeep roll on top of him, but then he had to be stuck in a foxhole for quite a while. So just sort of shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So eventually the Germans surrendered, as we well know, at the end of World War II. So on May 8th, 1945, the Germans surrendered, and Norwood was in the second wave of people to be sent home. So America. did he, like, bury back out? Yeah, I think at this point he's made his way out of the foxhole. And is... He Second actually wave. fought all over the place. Mm. Like, and in fact, I wish I knew more about all the different skirmishes right. that happened all around Europe. Um, but he was a part of, like, a three or four them. major skirmishes. Wow. Where a lot of people actually died. And he survived all, all yeah, those. Yeah, no, he's just... I think he um, was a specialist in Morse code. I read oh, that somewhere. okay, that's so interesting. He was, I think, along... He did a lot of the communications and things. Right. Hopefully I'm not completely wrong on that. The first time I've ever heard about Morse code was in the movie Balto. <laughs> when so isn't like, that a cartoon with the it dog? It is. Yes. And they go, blah, 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 blah. Stop. Like, he would... 
I don't know. Balto. Look it up. <laughs> I learned Morse code. Like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I learned but. Morse code from Big Bang Theory. Where Balto is before Bing, Bing, yeah, Bing Bang Theory. Yeah, I knew about, of course, what Morse code right. was, but I don't know any of it. He was so. saying it. He's like, we need medicine. Stop. But he was like, beep, 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 beep. Oh. It was very interesting to me. I was like, I could get into oh my this. gosh, Balto made me cry as a kid. I bet. Are uh, you fucking kidding me? You would cry, I bet. You're goddamn right. <laughs> You're god. Look at Balto. It's so great. No, I remember Balto. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. God. Okay. Sorry. So, all the while. Yes. Norwood has carried this picture with him of Joyce. And she has never been far from his thoughts. All the while. So, so he wrote a letter uh-huh. proposing to her, <gasps> hoping oh, that she would come back to America and make a house at home. Oh! But alas! What? Something was lost in translation. No! And she said no. <gasps> what do you mean? <laughs> like, what? He's like, hey. I think she didn't, there was some, they said that something was lost in translation, but... She, like, so he asked her to marry him, but she thought he said something else, and she's like, nah. That's exactly <gasps> correct. Oh, my gosh. So, heartbroken, yeah. he returns to America, meets a woman two weeks later, oh my and ends up marrying her. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, they got, like, engaged two weeks later, or he just met someone he two He met weeks? her two okay, weeks later. Okay, okay, okay. But they were engaged five months later. Okay, so, I mean, okay. So, she would later become his wife, and they were married until she passed away. <gasps> oh. And so... And Joyce ended up moving to Australia and got married herself Ah, to someone else. I see. So after 70 years. 70? Yes. Joyce got herself a computer. Okay. And looked up Norwood. (gasps) Oh my gosh. So they connected over Skype. Oh my gosh. I know. It's pure craziness. And by this time, Joyce was divorced and um, Norwood was a widower at this point. Right. Okay. So they just wished they could hold each other one more time. And so with the help of a GoFundMe page in Air New Zealand, they reunited. Oh my God. Valentine's Day. Oh my God. Of 2015. Wow. So they met in person and they, you know, hugged and were able to like reconnect. She ended up dying a little while later. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm sorry. A few months later, Joyce died at the age of 89. Oh my God. But Norwood still has that same picture (gasps) that she had signed in the beginning of the war and he kept it with her. With him the whole time. That is heartbreaking. It is a little bit heartbreaking. <gasps> I was thinking, I'm like, what? How the fuck is this with Valentine's Day? <laughs> I know you're stupid but I bitch. Get it. <laughs> I wonder if something wasn't lost in translation. If she would have said yes, like I wonder what she thought he said. I know. Well, that's what he is just full of so many what ifs. Oh, okay. Because he never stopped loving her. Right. Through all those years. And oh. he thought about her all the time. And, and they got to reconnect. We're like in their 80s. Yeah, in oh their my 80s. Gosh. And we're able to... There's a picture of them on the internet <gasps> hugging. It's oh. the sweetest thing oh ever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's heartbreaking though. So he survived all of World War II. Yeah. He was going to take his woman home. And she's like, nah. Hard pass. Me 
mainly because I think you're asking something else. Right. <laughs> and he's like, well, well, he found, I guess they both found love again. Apparently it was super common back. In fact, they made oh, yeah? a, oh, I should look it up. I forget the name of it. It's like War Bride Act in England. Uh-huh. So they didn't have to go, for all the women who married American soldiers, they didn't have to go through the same uh, tests or, you know, same process to become a citizen. Oh. Because there were so many couples who really? hooked up during that time. I see. So, I don't know. I just Aww. <laughs> no, that's a good story, I though. read so many romantic stories about military no. life and things. and. There was one about um, a man who had been hurt in combat. It was during the Civil War, uh-huh. and they were. He was told that he's never gonna, he's not gonna live, and so they ended up escorting his wife over enemy lines to bring her to him. Really, and she ended up staying by his side, and he survived. Wow. So there's lots of kind of interesting well, you hear military a lot stories of stories about like people who die because of broken hearts. Like there's no. Like, medical thing is just, they die after their loved one passed away. They say that my grandfather, my great, I think it's my great-great-grandfather died of a broken heart. Really? But that was over money. He lost all of his money in the great stock market and then died of a broken heart. (laughs) Still a broken heart. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) My money's gone. (laughs) Dead. I probably would, too. If I'd lost millions, I'd probably... That's a big hit on you. I mean, I'm sure that that hurts you. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Anyway. After 70 years, they reunited. Uh Uh-huh. 70 years. See, there's a picture of them. Oh, my God. That's the cutest thing. Oh, my God. I know. Well, you're still vertical, says the 88-year-old British woman as she meets her former boyfriend she last saw in 1944. 44? That's so long. It's just amazing that they sort of thought of each other that the long. entire time. It's just like Titanic, which is like a movie thing, but... I almost did a Titanic story. Really? Yes, because that whole thing of one guy dying and the one chick living... Really? Is a... Is a thing. Is a true story. Is apparently. it? Yeah. Oh, I did not know no, that. No, I almost did a Titanic story. Draw me like one of your French girls? Is that what it was? Probably. It's like artist and no it was like someone in the third deck or yeah. whatever was in love with someone from first class oh my god and they had a romance and wow that's crazy i'm so fascinated with titanic i'm so fascinated with it well it's just such a, a story such a like tragedy because of arrogance right you know, they just didn't the think. The ship that can never sink. Yes. And yeah. so they did all kinds of stuff that, yeah. you know, unfortunately made it so so many people didn't survive. Well, they said if they hit the iceberg head on like they were supposed to, it would have been okay. But since they tried to turn it, the ice it just scraped the side of it and just, it just lost ripped all, a whole yeah. hole in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. No, the whole fucking thing. Then also people didn't have their, was it radios on to be like for emergency? No, there were so many circumstances right. that made so, it yeah. that they just couldn't, couldn't get, survive. Yeah. It just no, they had a pop up museum with a Titanic thing and we got to go in and like they had when you walked in you got a 
assigned a person's name that was actually on the Titanic. Oh my and god. at the very end of the museum, you saw if you survived or not. <laughs> oh my god, did you survive? I did not, no. Oh. My mom and I did not survive. But they also had a thing, a container of water of how cold the water was, and you put your hand in it. Holy fuck. Like, yeah. it was... I couldn't even imagine being that cold no, in water. No, like, I just know when you jump into a lake... And, yeah. you know, it's kind of cold. Yeah. And it's like your heart stops. Yeah. <laughs> For well, a minute, you can't we breathe. Go, uh, I go rafting every year, and I jumped in once, and it was so cold, and I have asthma, so my lungs automatically just like, shh. Like, We're yeah, down like, here. Yeah, and I couldn't <laughs> breathe. I needed my inhaler, but you I You got that have poor it. little one black spot. Like, do, what's yeah, the quarter, <laughs> the quarter amount. Does. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> breathe, and it was just so cold. So I understand how people drown, because it's just so... No, I think it just Crazy. shocks your, sh- yeah. your system mm-hmm. and you can't Breathe. do anything. Yeah. Ugh. Scary. So, uh, I think it went well with just the two of us. Yeah. We usually Who have a guest. say? Who can say? You guys let us know how you liked it. They're like, guys, this is the worst. Probably. We'll see. Um... <laughs> But if uh, we sorry. hope you enjoyed us having us back. We know we've been gone for a month, so it's been a while. It has been. A, it yeah. feels like a long time. It has been a long time. Well, and happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you're doing with your loved ones. Wildly romantic. Right. You know it's a I'm Friday saying. night, so oh. you know who's gonna so. get born from this? Scorpios, and that is nothing but good for the world. Are you a Scorpio? You're fucking oh, right okay. I am. That's right. Okay. You're goddamn right. This is the time that I just need to get pregnant because all the women in my family are all Scorpios. It's too late for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You made me choke. I'm sorry. Anywho. I had uh, a big comment for that and I don't even fucking remember it now. about it. Anyway, so I'm glad. That was hysterical, FYI. (laughs) Um, So we're glad we're back. So follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. We have our own website now at www.ishouldtotallybedeadrightnow.com. So follow us there and uh, send us any survival stories that you want. And we hope that uh, you like this podcast for just the two of us for right now. And uh, like, nah, hard pass. It's just Joshin. Just Joshin. Um, but yeah, then we'll see you next time. We'll be. I what? do like a good burn because you burned me hard. Thank you twice. I, feel... I do appreciate that. Thank you. I try. Nothing better than a good burn. But if you do say something mean to us vis-a-vis an email or uh-huh. some such thing, I'm uh-huh. gonna ignore it because right. that hurts my feelings. Right. And I can't even handle it. It's okay, Michelle. We've only gotten good feedback so far. That's true. But we do have to be open to negative feedback. Wrong. Right. I don't okay. have to be open to shit. That's true. I will be open. Wrong. <laughs> like, bitches, you don't know jack shit about World War II, and it's embarrassing. Probably. Probably. Mm. He All was right. in the Battle of the Bulge. I know that, which is in Belgium. Good. All right. (laughs) All right. We'll see you later and uh, we'll see you next time in February. So we'll uh, see you in two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. We're back at it. After Valentine's Day. So hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Oh, and you can email us as well at I should totally be dead right now at gmail.com. So there we go. That's everything. Delightful. All right. Good job. Thank you. All right. See you later. Signing off. All right. Bye. (laughs)